20, I'm in case emergency. Ain't no cap in my rock. Really, I know it's the truck. More profit mean extra. Emma White out full of pressure. That cereal milk smoking right. But that Obama right, so special. Kansas City, I'm a chief. Shout out to K5 on this one. Country thinking I was hushing. I always had it on me. Booming like OJ the Juice. Till a nigga told on me. Run down this relentless. Ain't no love, we ain't friendly. If she want me on him. No the law, she get the business. No the law, still the model. Empire. Hello, hello, hello. How y'all doing? This is the Birds of a Feather podcast with your boy Q City. Welcome back in. We're going to look at uh, yesterday's draft, round one. We're going to check out how our division rivals are doing. We're going to look ahead to rounds two and three tonight and then do a little city talk at the end. So come on in, sit down, enjoy yourself. Let's enjoy this ride. All right, man. So round one, check this out. So I came to Kansas City for the draft, right? Really excited to be here. It was great seeing uh, all the Falcons fans. They actually showed up out here, right? So one thing that I absolutely noticed is that even there, fans weren't a fan of the pick. And, you know, I posted I posted it on my socials, man, like, no disrespect to Bijan. And I think, I think that's what get lost in it, you know what I'm saying? Because people feel like you're saying something bad about Bijan, the player. Not at all. He's an amazing running back, right? I understand why Terry chose him. He's definitely in the Alvin Kamara type, um, Reggie Bush type. People forget that Terry started over there as a as a low-level scout, right? Which means he sat through the Reggie Bush years. Sean Payton has been there for a long time. Um, saw the scab back, saw the dynamic out of the backfield backs, and then uh, Alvin went through Mark Ingram, right? Mark Ingram had pass-catching capabilities and then also went to uh, Alvin Kamara. People were like, oh, don't forget Arthur Smith had Derrick Henry. But B. John Robinson is not Derrick Henry. And and I don't feel like there's a slight saying that, <laughs> right? Like, it's, it's nothing it's nothing wrong in saying that. He's just he's just not him. I think that he much more fits the Alvin Kamara type, which then means, why did you draft him at eight? Right? So if you look at Alvin Kamara, uh, three, three or four-time Pro Bowler. He's been there for a while now. Uh, really, really dynamic back in his heyday, and he's gotten paid. He's got a second contract, right? When was Alvin Kamara drafted? I want to say third round, 86 overall or something, third or fourth round out of Tennessee. He wasn't drafted eighth overall. And and I think that's what that's what we're missing. The draft is an economic exercise, right? The draft is not about, and this sounds weird, but hear it all the way through. The draft is not about getting a good player, right? You Getting a good player is secondary, okay? The draft is about getting the right person at the right price. Kyle Pitts, an amazing, an amazing asset, right? An amazing tight end. But four was too high. And that's not to say Kyle Pitts isn't an amazing player. But, like, take active players in the league, right? Take active players in the league. And draft them one through, what was it, 15, 86, or whatever. You know, every player in the league. Patrick Mahomes probably going one, right? And then a mix of Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. You know what I'm saying? All that's going like two through five. Who's the best running back in the league? Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, 
right? Some somewhere in there. You can you already go back and forth. Jonathan Taylor, you know what I'm saying, had a down year. How long do you think it is before a running back is drafted? After the quarterbacks, where you would go? Tackle, right? After tackle, you'll probably go sweep pass rushers. You know what I'm saying? Uh Bosa Brothers, uh hell, Brian Burns might go pretty high. How long, how many rounds do you think goes before a running back gets drafted? Even if he's the best running back in this draft, which, I mean, might be debatable. You know what I'm saying? It's just way too high. Way too high for him. And I'm I'm willing, I'm willing to keep an open mind, right? We're going back today. Draft starts at 6 p.m. I'll be going live, put that up for everybody. But... I really, really got to see what else we're going to do with the rest of the draft because I really didn't think that this was the pick to make in this situation. My main thing is how does he fit within the within the concept of the team, right? So we had a staple of running backs last year, and the most promising one was Algier. Algier is cheap. He's damn near free. You know what I'm saying? You got him in the seventh round last year or fifth round last year, my fault. But you got him super late in the draft, and he's damn near free. You look at Cordell Patterson. He's got a two-year contract, which is is basically like a one-year contract. If you look at it, it's real funny money. Uh, he got $5 million guaranteed. He basically got a kicker and a bump to come back for the next year because the painting was on the wall that they were going to move ahead in running back, right? And Cordell was a first-round pick, but, like, he's been in the league for a while. I think he's almost he's 32 now, which puts us in a position – that we're looking like we're investing way too much into the running back position because just in this year, the eighth overall pick is going to be about seven or eight million in the in the running back uh, for a running back in that category. So you're looking at 12 mil just between him and Cordell Patterson and then two basically free backs. So we're spending about 13 mil in the running back room, right? Then that number doesn't go down, right? Because next year, It'll well no 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 the eighth pick will probably be like a really big cap hit this year you're looking at probably like twelve you know what I'm saying plus the five so we're spending seventeen then it'll go down next year to about thirteen ish Cordell will be gone so basically you're saying you're moving on from Cordell after next year which you know he seems to be pretty okay with it he was you know one of the forefronts for recruiting so you know he he knows what's up he's been in the league for a while but just overall I don't view Bijan as a he may be an every down back, but I don't view him as a bruiser. You know what I'm saying? And then are you going to two-hand two hand, uh, Tatum it with Algier? If that's the case, why'd you take him at eight? eight? Eight is, like, extremely high. And I don't think people understand the the value of how high of a pick that is. And I think it's because people routinely make wrong picks high. But, like, once again, take that exercise all the way out. If you picked everybody in the – if you picked everybody – in the NFL right now, who would go eight? Maybe Justin Herbert, maybe Trevor Lawrence. And then, you know, people try to be smart. Oh, we're not picking all the NFL players. We're picking from this draft. I happen to think there were better players in the draft at eight, right? I'm not actually a Georgia fan. I'm a, I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan. So please don't think it's a Homer thing when I say this. Jalen Carter was the best player available at that spot, Right? And then that pushes forward the mindset of the draft being an economic exercise. If you truly were had Jalen Carter off the board, right, and a bunch of stuff is coming out now that he's drafted, and I respect a lot of the reporters who did that because 
hey, we're not going to mess with this kid's future. You know what I'm saying? The teams have all the information. We're not going to drag them in the media and anything like that. Just do your thing. We'll do ours. So I appreciate them not putting that out. But if he was truly off your board and Bijan was your guy, trade down. Trade down. Look at the Lions, right? Lions had two first-round picks, so spending one on a running back, while it may seem like, yo, they took Gibbs super high, and if Bijan was there, they might have took Bijan. One, I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think they had a hone in on Gibbs because of his skill set um, catching the ball, and so I don't necessarily feel like they would have initially gone to Bijan. That's not to say he's a bad receiver. It's just I think they had a fixation on Gibbs. So... Let's just say, even if they took Bijan right there, Gibbs is an option, right? Skaransky could have been an option had you traded down. I would have been much more comfortable with Bijan as a pick at 17, 18, 19, and you picking up a three or a four. Even if you want to push it to next year. So next next year's picks are devalued because you're getting an immediate asset, and that's going to help your team, right? If you ever get a chance, look at Jimmy Johnson's draft board. It's like it assigns a number to each pick right so like say the first pick is worth like a thousand points right and then the numbers just go down well top tick top 10 pick is still within like the 800 range right moving down uh you move to like pick 12 10 11 through 20 you're looking at kind of like 500 right so they have to compensate for that value Next year's picks are automatically devalued because you don't know how this draft is going. You don't know how the college year is going to go. There's a lot of uncertainty there. So picking up a three or a four this year or moving down and getting a next year pick because someone's moving into the top ten would have been absolutely necessary. And just I can't believe that just the idea of fielding calls wasn't, a, wasn't in the plans there. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't believe Ritter has an extremely high ceiling, but I'm okay with them rolling it back this year with him, right? Giving him the full carte blanche to have the year prove itself. You spend a third-round pick on him, you might as well put in the time and effort to have him there, right? Uh, He's really good at the play-action throws with the deep piercing down the middle throws. London fits that perfectly, as well as Kyle Pitts when he comes back healthy. I thought having Algier as the bruising back for that offense would be all that's needed. Now, I understand. You can't keep rolling out Mike Davis and that other bullshit that we had going on in the backfield last year. That's fine. That's fine. But that's when you draft a third or a fourth round running back. You know what I'm saying? Someone to compliment. Not the eighth pick overall, because eighth pick overall, you're looking like you're going to be a focal point of offense. Look who we drafted last year at that spot. He's a focal point of the offense. Drake London is a focal point of the offense. He's WR1. You know what I'm saying? That's not changing this year. And I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to that. I think he's a great player. Kyle Pitts at four. Focal point of the offense. You're making Bijan the focal point of the offense when you had a focal point that was free. It's free. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of kind of at a loss there. Uh, I really wanted Christian Gonzalez. Uh, I felt like, especially letting go of Casey Hayward, Jeff Okuda, he, I love him. I love him as a free agent signing. He just he can't stay healthy. And so I really wanted some insurance there. Uh and I really like Christian Gonzalez. So like his size, I was I was very surprised, very surprised that Illinois, uh, the guy from from Illinois, went up so high. That was a uh, Witherspoon. That was pretty shocking for Seattle at five, especially with Tariq Woolen last year. But hey, um, 
I, I actually thought he would be available at eight Witherspoon, but he wasn't. Um, and when he wasn't, I thought Gonzalez would be a shoe in. I really wanted the DN from Texas Tech. The wingspan, the pass rush abilities were there. Las Vegas got him to step before, and they're, they're going to bookend him. They're going to bookend him on the other side. And man, that's going to be a fierce, fierce pass rush. They're really building their team from inside out. And so, like, I understand that the options were limited as we continue to move down the draft. But with that being the case, if you really felt pigeonholed in that sense, move down. Move down. You don't think somebody would have moved up to eight to draft Jalen Carter? Hell, you could have leveraged that pick against the Eagles to move up to eight. Because they moved up from 10 to 9. And Chicago was more than happy to get picks. So I just I was I was very disappointed with the pick in itself. And not to say he's a bad player. Like, right? You can clip this and use it in five years. Oh, this is this is Q City saying that he's gonna be a bad player. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I just think where he was drafted wasn't necessarily wasn't necessarily requisite of the pick that we had. And I felt the same way about Pitts. I love Pitts as a player, right? I didn't feel that way about London because wide receivers going to top ten. If you look at the draft last year, wide receiver there was a run on wide receivers right after. If you want to get your playmaker, you got to get your playmaker. Pitts at four was wild. Pitts at four was wild. I mean, Bijan at eight is is a little crazy. You know what I'm saying? Who's best tight end in the league? George Kittle. How long until he would have got drafted? All right. So I'm I'm a little I'm a little perturbed by it. But you look at the overall philosophy that we've had on offense. We're looking to be a power run team, build heavily off play action. He's recreating the Tennessee offense here. Um, he did a great job with it last year, right? The results weren't necessarily there. I definitely felt like we should have put in um, we should have put in Ritter way earlier. I don't think Mariota should have got back on the bus after Carolina, to be honest with you. Mariota should have been in. But um, nah, I understand it. I understand it. I just think that. Resigning Caleb McGarry, you get you get Mac from the Raiders, and Heineke's gonna be a he's gonna be a backup, you know what I'm saying? But basically, just like an insurance policy, you're really looking for bigger body receivers to work that middle of the field, short and intermediate throws. We we still got Zacchaeus for shock plays. I think this is I, I would really really love to target into the second round this year a big speed guy, right? A bigger guy with speed um <laughs> i wanted jordan addison and when i saw him sliding i was like oh yeah this is this is gonna be it minnesota was like you're really gonna let us pair him with justin jefferson we're absolutely gonna take him right um so so we got to see what the wide receiver market holds but i wouldn't be opposed to going full defense this year right like nicobe dean he didn't fall either we, we got to work on our linebacker course so uh, I'm really checking it out. You look at the defensive signings that we had with like Jesse Bates, with uh, Omakadu, whatever from the Saints. That dude, you know, they got him at a pretty good rate, three years, thirty-five, right? Grady still signed pretty big, but you can get out of this contract next year. I think this is another way to clean up the books or at least have an insurance policy. But we we gotta we gotta get some help on the line, and we're coming with a new defensive coordinator this year, right? We're in four three three four. What are we running? I think we got to get some help on the line. It looks like they're beefing up for the run defense, and if that's the case, and we're running three four, then we gotta have big side. We gotta have fast linebackers, right? Put some more beef on the line, fast linebackers. So I'm really looking for the linebacker depth. 
um, as we continue to go into the draft. Hey, you guys, it's your boy Q City. As you know, I love Atlanta. It's teams, it's venues, but more importantly, it's culture creators. 15XV, like the Roman numeral, is a brand line dedicated to capturing the essence of the city. Their gifted artists have clothing that not only show their support for the thriving Atlanta teams, but also show their true talent. Black created, owned, and operated, 15 has a special offer for Birds of a Feather listeners. Go to 15.weebly.com and type in promo code QCity15 to get 15% off on your first order. That's QCITY15 for 15% off on your first order. 15FIFTXVN.weebly.com. Excellence is waiting for you. So, the Ultimate Goals Championship, right? You play to win the game. All that good jazz. You know, since like, since they started with like the wild card thing, only six teams, six teams have ever won the Super Bowl without winning their division, right? And I happen to think that the Falcons don't seem to be a bun that lucky bunch. Um, both years that they went to the Super Bowl, they weren't, uh, they they won their division, right? So the first step, first step is winning the division. Well, to win your division, you got to build to win your division, and you got to know what's going on in your division, right? So let's look at the other teams in our division. First, Carolina. They super aggressive in the draft. Tepper's the new owner. He's he's made it his mission and his point. They went after Deshaun Watson. They've gone after any QB that's available. He wanted to get his quarterback, right? Now, am I happy to get DJ Moore out of the division? Absolutely. Am I happy to get Bryce Young into the division? Absolutely not. Um, Bryce Young is extremely talented right extremely talented you look at him play he's he's got all the tools together he's he looks amazingly um put together even for a short guy right he seems slight to build but it's it's a very it's a very deceptive slight right reminds you a lot of smith in alabama um he's he's got like strength on him uh look just you know look how he filled out the suit right look how he played the game when he plays the game no sleeve like Dude's, dude's pretty well put together and he's short. So I think a lot of his, he's short and he's not necessarily fast. So I think a lot of his scrambling ability that was available in college is absolutely not available anymore. But he's not a, he's not a scrambler. He doesn't, he doesn't move to run, right? He moves to throw. And he's, he's had a decent time evading pass rushers in the SEC, which is the closest thing that you're going to get to NFL football. And boy, he carved up those defenses. Obviously, he started day one in Carolina, right? How, and, and we'll learn more when the schedule comes out. How does him being in Carolina affect us? One, I think it puts us back on notice, right? So there's going to be a requisite arms race in the NFC over the next two seasons. There is really no comparison to Jalen Hurts. He's the paid one. He pretty much... Him and Dak Prescott are the best quarterbacks in the NFC for right now. So the NFC is wide open in the sense of like having the best quarterback does give you the easiest pass path to the Super Bowl. Well, as of now, Philly's got the best quarterback and they got a hellacious defense, right? But also having the best quarterback gives you the easiest path through the playoffs because it's the easiest way to win your division. 
as of right now, strictly based on just potential and progression, Carolina might have the best quarterback in the in the division right now, right? I never have believed in Derek Carr. I think he'll do super well in a dome, but depending on when the Saints and Carolina match up this year, Derek Carr might be second best on the field. Bryce is Bryce has the ability to like process things like super super quickly and you see it as he goes through his progressions. One of the awesome plays. Like it's a highlight play, but you know, it doesn't actually prove that I watched it. But like just like in the span of the game, right? The Texas game, bro. Like they were bringing that blitz all day and he was calling it. He was sliding protection, sliding protection. Texas bluffed it. Texas bluffed bringing it, right? And he slid his protection, and he got killed. He got sh- straight crushed, right? So, like, Texas called the blitz again. And keep in mind, he just got a bluff on it. Slid protect. Uh, so he didn't slide protection. Dude came, got a free shot on him. He du- Like, he turned. He ducked through, right? And was able to escape out the backside, and he had a scramble. Touchdown. It was just like, it, it was... It's one of those things where you see it and it's like he's he's calling a bluff and he's he's making adjustments to an adjustment and it's like yo that is going to be a problem especially for a new defensive coordinator right Nielsen's going to want that 4-3 uh with some 3-4 elements to it you know what I'm saying that's why I really want to get our linebacker play up but he's he's going to have to get creative in how he brings pressure against this guy because if you sit back think you're going to rush forward drop your linebackers in zone and play your corner straight up like he did a lot and um like they did a lot with the saints you you've you've got another thing coming you you've got another thing coming and carolina doesn't necessarily have the weapons right now so i i will be very interested like you said like you you've got to watch all the teams what they're doing in your division to see how exactly you're going to compete. So I want to see exactly what they do for the rest of the draft. But that was a that was a slam dunk pick. Mm. Got my little get right juice right here. Anyway, now let's look at let's look at the Bucks, right? They go interior. The Bucks are going through it, right? Sold their soul with Brady, went all in, won a Super Bowl, so it worked, right? They're starting a rebuild process. They got Baker. Um, that's that's going to be Baker has shown that he's had moments, but him as your as your starting top pick quarterback, top flight quarterback, it, it's proven to you. You know what you're going to get out of him and it's going to be mediocre quarterback play. But if everybody else in your division is bad, mediocre is going to win. Right. I mean, hell, look at Tom Brady last year. He had a terrible year. Right. But still pretty much one division going away. It wasn't all that close. Um and and looking back, I feel like that's one of the reasons that they didn't want to start Ritter. Uh, we'll get into that a little later. But I, I definitely feel as though um, mediocrity doesn't necessarily create clarity as much as greatness does. When something's great, you, you understand, I got to get better to compete. When there's mediocrity there, it's very easy to just be like, oh, we got a chance and play perfect and all this and that. Regardless, they went interior. Cajun Young got a pit. Kid's big. Kid's big. Pass rusher. Fast. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I was a little surprised he went that high. Uh, 19. I definitely had him had him late in the first, closer to the second. 
but I feel like they, they really got a good player there. Um, they're looking to rebuild, get from the inside, right? And they're they're in a they're in a little bit of a snafu with their linebacking core right now. They're gonna budge on the contract. You can't lose you can't lose your offensive leaders and your defensive leaders, right? But they're gonna be in cap hell in a bit, right? Because they also got to pay their safety and on Winfield, second round pick, so he should be coming up um, next year or before training camp, right? I get them a white sign, so we're I'm really interested to see how exactly Tampa is looking to rebuild. I actually expect them to fall off a cliff this year and be closer to four or five wins than they are eight or nine like they were last year. And then last, let's look at the Aints, right? They took the D-tackle out of Clemson with the 29th pick. Um, in case you don't remember, a little history lesson. They traded their first-round pick last year to get pinning. That's how the Eagles ended up with 10. And uh, just we'll get to that. Eagles ended up with 10. And then they traded Sean Payton to Denver because Denver ended up having the Eagles pick because of a trade. Um, they traded that part of the Sean Payton deal. Bam. That's how the Saints even had a first-round pick this year. They went D-tackle out of Clemson. Uh, big body, five-star program. It's it's about round where he goes. And the Saints have a the Saints have a great history of building their interior offensive and defensive lines. Um, pick doesn't surprise me. You've added another pass rusher, another big body stopping the run. The one thing I will say that the Saints do extremely well and this is what I, I want more Falcons fans to realize, bro. The Saints build their team to win their division, right? So you get Derek Carr as a quarterback, right? You play in a dome. You got eight games in a dome, right? So say minimum you expect to go six and two in a dome, right? So you get a dome quarterback, but you also got Atlanta that plays in a dome, Carolina that plays in warm weather, and then Tampa that plays in warm weather. So getting a weaker armed quarterback isn't the worst thing in the world, right? Um, Carolina has always ran the ball. Always ran the ball. They're not a high-flying throw-the-ball throw offense around, right? So you get a bigger D-tackle and run stuff in D-ends. Atlanta, purely run-based offense. Bigger D-tackle, run stuff D-ends. Um, excuse me. And I that's that's why the Bucks. Like, just literally could not move around them because what is Tom Brady not like? Pressure up the middle. It, it's just like the Saints do a great job of analyzing the other teams in their division and drafting based upon how to beat those teams specifically. It's, they've had a great division record over the past couple of years, only strictly because of that method, right? And so we have to get better at that, right? I take it back and not to pile on to them. I take that back to Bijan, Right? Playing right into the Saints' hand, right? The the Bucks playing right into their hand. Carolina, maybe you could be like, okay, we're using ball control. Brian Burns isn't necessarily doesn't necessarily play the run; he plays the pass, which is why they were really able to neutralize him both games that they played last year. Um, so against Carolina, that's that's kind of like a three D type thinking. But you have to understand what the other teams in your division are doing because the easiest path to the Super Bowl is one in your division. It's the easiest one. So, all right, last thing before I get out of here, do some city talk, right? So, schedule of where I've been. You can probably, you probably see, if you know me for a while, 
I had the little I had the little mini fro. I done I done grew my dreads out, got them braided down. Uh shout out to my wife, my lovely wife Courtney. Um Yeah. So I, I got a DM. Kinda hurt my feelings. Dude was like, uh, where you been? Ain't heard from you all season. You you a fair fair weather uh Falcons fan and you just like them, you talk like you know stuff, this and that, right? And I was like, all right, touche, touche. So let me tell you what really happened. Um, like I said in my first episode, I dedicated doing this podcast to to a dear friend of mine that passed away, right? And I was really big on posting and doing everything that I needed to do there. I got a promotion, <laughs> right? Got a promotion to a new job, uh, move states. And one of the things that really stuck out was how challenging my my job was. Um, I just act like I'm smart a lot of the time. But it, the job was taking a lot out of me, and so I couldn't give the podcast the attention that it deserved, and I'm not okay with putting out a bad product, right? Like, I have a passion for sports, and anything that I say, I want to be able to stick to, and I wasn't doing my research properly, right? And so I can't say that I was comfortable putting out just a product for the sake of putting out a product. So I took some time off, and then that time turned out to be the whole season. So I'm relaunching the pod, right? Um... Name's still going to be Birds of a Feather. You can find that on Spotify, Apple Podcast, And then um, on YouTube, you can type in Birds of a Feather, but the overall media company is known production. Good noise on my ears. I want you to like, subscribe to that. Um, it'll come out anytime. You can follow me on Twitter at QCity11. And hopefully I, I gain the followership and listeners back. From, from the few stuff that I got, it seems as though y'all missed the pod and you know, I'm I'm really glad to be back. The schedule going forward, um, like I said, I'm going to be dropping a pod each day after after the draft. Um, the Hawks were just eliminated, and I wasn't going to restart the Hawks pod up until the NBA draft, right? So we'll we'll do a draft kickoff for the Hawks and re re go over them each season. So we're just going to be dropping one pod on um, on Tuesdays up until. The Hawks pie starts dropping again on Fridays, and then we'll keep the Tuesday and Friday schedule through the season. So I appreciate y'all. Once again, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. It's QCity11. Keep it open for me. I want to hear from y'all so we can get back to the city talk. And I appreciate you. I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate you for being here. So catch y'all. See you again tonight. Looking forward to tonight, right? So headed back tonight, like I said, gonna go live, take some pictures, check it out. Um, rounds two and three, really, definitely looking for pass rushers, right? That can come from the DN spot. That can come from a smaller D tackle that uh, is a pass rush extraordinaire, or that can come from the linebacker position. Either way, we've got to get a way to get the quarterback on the ground. Atlanta has been last in sacks over the past five years, and last in sacks three out of the five years. Three out of those last five years. It's it's embarrassing, right? And we constantly talk about how we need pass rushers. But one of the things that help pass rush, you can have coverage sacks, right? So faster linebackers who are able to spy and then uh, rotate toward the ball if the quarterback breaks contain. And we have one in the division now who can break con- who can break contain. I'm not worried about Baker Mayfield getting away from any DNs or linebackers. He's not like he's not like super super fast bright young like i said scrambles to throw and Derek carr is kind of a statue back there so just in your division 
getting getting pressure up the middle might be the uh, the main focus. But to play the rest of the league, we need pressure from your outside ends. We don't have it right now, and we need faster linebackers. Now, you can have cover sacks, so I wouldn't be opposed to a corner, but not in round two. There's nobody I see in round two that I really think that you need to reach for at pick, uh, what is that, 39? I say you just go ahead with a pass rusher or or if you're willing to trade down, I wouldn't be opposed to getting a D tackle. Right. There was a run on D tackles at the end of the first round. So you might be getting a, a second tier guy, but getting a second tier guy at 38 is completely different than getting a second tier guy at like 51. Right. So that's what I'm looking forward to tonight. Round three. I absolutely want them to go uh, corner. Right. Corner around three, get some defensive, get some back end defensive help. Um, especially because I don't see a wide receiver that I really like there. When we get closer to round four, that's when I more so want a wide receiver. But we will check what the landscape is after round three. Um, dropping a pod each day. Please like and subscribe. Let me know. I am under Known Productions at Known Productions. Good noise on my ears. Um, on YouTube, like and subscribe that, and this is the Birds of a Feather podcast. Papa Corona, she moving the body, she working them heels. Gotta go get him mentality. Grocery bag full of celery. Only believe had what she telling me. Keep a 20 on me, case emergency. I wake up early every morning. Thank the Lord and get the bag. Hustle hard, get the cash. That first, then I'll show him my ass. Gotta go get him mentality. Grocery bag full of celery. Only believe had what she telling me. Keep a 20 on me, case emergency. My babies. That's who I grind for. That's who I do it for. Like the Navy, that's who I'm toting that iron for. Keep one in the head like a thought, nigga. Yeah, I fuck with Ty, he a boss, nigga. Put on that nick, I exhaust, nigga. Niggas cross me, so I cross, nigga. No scripture was lit last night. 500, what it cost, nigga. Shit was really legit last night. Had them hoes at the house, nigga. Instagram, Snapchat, Triller. What they say about Jay, he a go getter. Used to have a fat sex in the Grove, nigga. Late nights, early morning, Swing my dough, nigga. You smell that aroma? Design the air, it's a party, yeah. Papa Corona? She moving the body, she working them heels. Gotta go get him mentality. Grocery bag full of celery. Only believe had what she telling me. Keep a 20 